We love supporting and promoting the creators of musical theater throughout the world. And we would love to have your support as well. Go to musicaltheaterradio.com and click on the Become a Patron button because a supportive community is a strong community. Welcome back to another episode of Be Our Guest here on Musical Theater Radio. I am your host, as always, Jean-Paul Yovanoff. Now, for today's interview, for our today's guest, we are not leaving my city of Toronto. We are sticking around, talking to uh, someone. She's, she's an incredibly talented performer, uh, choreographer, director. Let me welcome to the show, Stephanie Graham. Stephanie, welcome! Hi, Jean-Paul. Thanks for having me. That's great. Thank you so much for coming on and, and uh, talking to us today. You bet. Awesome. So we reconnected, uh, what was it, last week, I guess, via Zoom Sheridan College meetup or something to that effect. Uh, yeah, reunion. I know, I because I hadn't seen you in what, what, since we were at school, I guess. Probably a long time. Yeah, I'm, honestly, I haven't seen anybody <laughs> in a long time. But, uh, and, uh, you know, when, when, uh, I saw you on there and all the stuff you've done, I thought, you know what, you'd be a great person to speak to and get to know and catch up and, and hear about your experiences in, uh, the world of musical theater. So, <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. So I start every single one of our interviews, uh, with a 30 second bio. So in 30 seconds, who is Stephanie? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, in the business, I guess. Um, sure. I started dancing when I was six, and I thought ballet was my path. But of course, by the time I got to high school, I was doing community theater musicals and high school plays. And then, of course, went to Sheridan College in Oakville, Ontario. And then once I graduated, I was a performer for about 13 years. And then I transitioned to choreography and now to directing. And I've been doing that since, well, for about for the last 12 years or so. Perfect. That was 28 seconds. Two more seconds if you want to use it up. I don't know how. <laughs> I nailed but... it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. For an audition, that'd be perfect. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so usually my follow-up question is, so have you always been into uh, musical theater or theater in general? Or as you said, you were, you were into dance at the beginning. Were you also into theater and musicals or did that kind of come out a it little bit later? It came out later. It definitely came out later. Um, yeah, dance was really my focus, and it was sort of my entry point into the arts. And um, but I, I, my parents always took us to like the symphony, and I mean, I was really lucky. This, you know, the symphony or to theater or to dance that came through Kitchener Waterloo, where I grew up. And um, yeah, they they kept they really. I mean, we did sports as well. They really tried to give us a, a, a well rounded amount of activities. So I think it was just something I gravitated to. Mm -hmm. So you saw everything at center in the square. Sure did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I lived there for about five years. So oh yeah, my gosh! Yeah. No KW. That's awesome. So, so you you got into dance, and what was that moment when you decided, you know, what to take it beyond dance and and become the triple threat? Um, I think again, like in high school, I you know grade nine did did a couple plays, and then you know Sears Drama Festival, and and then again uh, Kitchener Waterloo Musical Productions did uh, these massive massive community theater shows at Center in the Square. So I did three with them, dancing in the chorus, and I played Bonnie Jean in Brigadoon, directed <laughs> by the great Alan Lund, because he would always come back and, you know, he was running the Charlottetown Festival, but would come and do these shows. Uh, with on with, Rainbow Stage, and then would come to Kitchener to to direct these massive like <laughs> hundred person community theater shows. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was just it was amazing. But it really, I, I thought I was going to go into science, and um, uh -huh. yeah, my 
when I did Brigadoon, there was a, they often brought a couple equity professionals into um, the community theater shows. And um, a young man named Michael Donald was playing Harry Beaton. And he sort of said, what are you going to do next year? Because I was in my final year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I think I'm going to go to science. And he's like, Steph, you should really audition for Sheridan. And he, he had gone there. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I think you should. And so I talked to my parents about it. And they were amazing. And they said, you can put your science on hold for a year. Go to Sheridan because I got in. If you don't like it, you can go do science. And of course, you know, after my first year, I was like, I love this. I'm staying here. <laughs> so, you know, that it really, that first year, I think really more solidified it for me. Wow. Science. Because yeah, funny thing is, you never know what somebody's going to go into. Because we have one of our... Uh, writers that have put into their new shows into onto the station and he's a published physicist yet he wow. also writes musicals on the side so what part of science did you want to go into Do you know um yeah biology oh. biology i was gonna go to dalhousie probably or queens uh, or guelph i didn't know but um biology <laughs> was really my focus Wow, that's very cool. You never, you never know what people are going to do. But there's um, so much, you know, like music and math, of course, have always mm-hmm. been linked, right? Yes. So I think, you know, there's something about those two sides of our brain that are somehow linked in that way. Yep, it's true. If a dancer is spinning three times in the right direction and another dancer is spinning two times <laughs> in the left exactly. direction, when are they going to crash into each other if they're not that good? And in level three, like I was. Um, so... So you, you, when you auditioned for Sheridan, do you remember that moment? Because um, I always ask, I, I talked I talk to Ryan Kelly and I talked oh, to yeah. Amy uh, Lococo as well. Um, do you remember your audition? Do you remember what you sang? I do. I sang Open the Window from Anne of Green Gables okay. and I sang um, What I Did for Love from A Chorus Line. Oh, yeah. And, and was, how was that experience for you? Because um, I know it was, it was weird when I did it. I mean, I had... Again, because I like in the fall of my last year of high school, I w- I, that's when it was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm going to audition. And, and so I started taking sing lessons and I coached my monologues with my drama teacher. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt ready, but it was, I, I don't, I'd never done an audition like that before, yeah. you know, and the dance portion was first. So that was a breeze through that. Mm-hmm. And I'd done music theory. So again, that part was not um, a problem for me, but you know, the one-on-one, these little rooms. And I, I think I remember thinking, Oh, I think it went well, but I have no idea. And then I was kind of shocked. I think when they were like, Oh, direct acceptance. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. (laughs) You know, it must've been nice to get the dance out of the way first, get self-comfortable. It was for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the order I did it because dance is not my top. So (laughs) I hope I, it must have been singing or acting that I did first because that's I also got direct um, acceptance as well. And uh, that was fun. And I turned them down. Did you turn them down or did you? No, I went right after high school. Okay. Yeah. No, I, in the place I, I said, I'm not sure because I still want to go to, <laughs> I had to audition for York still and I didn't know at that point. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I made a good decision <laughs> at that point. So you went to Sheridan, and, and Sheridan's renowned for, at that point, for, you know, the incredible professors and the, the, the quality of people that came out of it. What did you get out of Sheridan? What do you remember? Well, I remember, I mean, so much of it. So many of those teachers had such a huge impact on me. And I think, you know, they really gave me a basis. And I think what I learned mostly, actually, was just like, 
Sheridan was the beginning of my training Mm -hmm. and it really opened my eyes to the world of the business and gave me skill, especially good, you know, audition skills. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, so much of our learning happens after you graduate. I mean, I always tell students when I'm teaching there, like, this is the beginning. This is just the beginning. (laughs) You have to be a lifelong learner if you want to continue in this business. Um, So, you know, I I really got a a good basis yeah, I I loved my three years there. They were hellish years at times. But, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, what I got out of that was so good, and we can use it in our daily skills as well. Okay. Some of the stuff we learn. Totally. I mean, any education in the arts, it's transferable skills. Yeah. You know, to anything. For sure. So you you got through Sheridan. You got through those three years. What happened after that? You are newly graduated. What happened to Stephanie? Um, well, I actually went straight um, from graduation. I actually missed <laughs> the graduation ceremony because I was doing a show. I did West Side Story at Huron Country Playhouse mm-hmm. um, right away, right out of school. And then, um, yeah, I pretty much was working right away. I mean, of course, I had Joe jobs over the years. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I got my equity card within two years of graduating and um, then pretty much was working fairly solidly Um throughout those years. Yeah. And then I did three seasons at Stratford and two seasons in Charlottetown, which were amazing. Which three uh, years in Stratford was that? I did. Um, oh, three, oh, five, oh, seven. Did I, I'm trying to remember if I saw anything at that. Point. Um, musicals I did at were Gigi, Into the Woods, Hello Dolly, um, Oklahoma and my one and only. Those no, were the musicals those, I did. Yeah. Those were the years I was in Ottawa or uh. <laughs> doing other things. So I couldn't get out to Stratford. Oh, you love Stratford. Oh, uh, actually, fantastic. I was speaking with uh, Bruce Dow. Uh, oh, lovely! The, the other day, so he's going he's gonna to be on just before you <laughs> in the series of oh, uh, great. podcasts, and yeah, talking about his twelve years at Stratford. So I, I love that place. It's yeah, so it's incredible. pretty a pretty extraordinary place. So you worked. You're a performer for all that time. What happened that you decided I want to direct and and choreograph? Was there a moment you went, I want to do something different? Well, I'd always been choreographing um, like through my performing mm-hmm. years, like on benefits or assisting people, dance captaining, all that kind of stuff. And I, I think I, you know, as a dancer, the career is shorter. So I was in mm-hmm. my 30s and I was thinking, okay, like how much longer can I do this? And also I had an opportunity to assist on a Fjord and I, uh, it was on a workshop of something. Um, and then unfortunately the show didn't go ahead. But during that workshop, uh, we... I had such a great time uh, working with her and talking to the dance arranger and sort of like communicating the music part of the dance stuff. And uh, then it's sort of like looking at the performers in the room and then realizing they're all five to 10 years younger than me. And I was supposed to swing the show. Mm-hmm. And I sort of had a moment of like, Oh, interesting. Because <laughs> that that's the first time it had happened. And so when the show didn't go through, I just kind of sent out a whole bunch of emails saying, you know, this show that I was supposed to do is no longer happening. I'm free for the next six months. Um, if I'm interested in doing more assisting and I just put out a whack of emails like that. And I had some lovely responses and Annie Allen at who was, um, the artistic director at Charlottetown at the time, she was like, Oh, Carrie Gage is busy on sound of music. We need someone for the young company. Um, would you like to come and choreograph the young company? Mm-hmm. And, um, for those people listening, the young company is an amazing, amazing program at Charlottetown at the Confederation center. That's been around since the early nineties, I think. Um, and it's 18 to 24 year olds or so. And it's, they're in arts education programs and they do a daily show at noon 
And it, it's just an, and then they do training as well. So it's just an incredible summer for those young performers. And, um, I, so yeah, it was a, it was a nice safe place to spread my wings. Mm-hmm. And, um, I knew I had another acting contract that Christmas. So it was sort of like, well, if I don't like it, whatever I can, I, you know, I have another contract coming and I can continue down that path, but I really loved it so much. And I ended up doing three summers back to back, um, being the director and choreographer of the Confederation center of the arts, young company. And, um, yeah, really, really spread my wings there. And it was really amazing. So it wasn't like a, like I just, I'm deciding right now. It was sort of like a, just a natural transition mm. that happened. Yeah, we all grow as as you know we age and we get older and get more experienced and and we realize things, right? Yeah. So very cool. Totally. So when you started directing and choreographing, uh, choreographing, wrong <laughs> word. <laughs> um, uh, you started doing shows. Did you ever uh, just direct and you had a different choreographer, or did you always uh, do both? I haven't yet. Uh, I mean, I've certainly had some great assistants and um, dance captains, but I have not yet done that. I've always had uh, both titles if I'm directing. How, obviously, you haven't done it yet, but how do you think you'll be able to react if, if you have to split up the duties? Because I know as a choreographer, you're going to be looking at it going, oh, I want to do that. Um, <laughs> because you I have mean- a way of doing things, right? Yeah. And I, especially, I think it's the reason why a lot of choreographers become directors. It's because we already are, mm-hmm. we're already directing the dances. We're already doing that. So it's an easy transition. Now, I think I would have to find the right person who is really in sync with me. Mm-hmm. And certainly as a choreographer, when I've just been a choreographer, I shouldn't say just when I've been <laughs> a choreographer with other directors, yeah. there are certain directors I gel with better than others. Um, just because you're a little bit more on the same wavelength, right? Well, if I found the right person that I feel that I could um, really feel like that could be a good, strong communication. Yeah. yeah, I think it would probably be easier um, because most of the directors that I've worked with when I'm a choreographer are not choreographers. They're just Mm -hmm. directors. I've never, and even as a choreographer, I've never worked with someone who is a director choreographer. So I think, you know, you, you have such a, a physical eye like when you're seeing things in that way so it would be interesting i think <laughs> it'd be interesting for sure now you mentioned before that uh, you started uh, doing some teaching at uh, sheridan college and randolph I-, I read on your your website and things like that how did you transition to to those places because that's some important uh uh places that are teaching students of the future yeah you know what that was really I actually started teaching just near the end of my performing career Mm -hmm. Um, I got offered to they have a at Sheridan they have a performing arts preparation program so there's a one-year sort of like two semester introduction to the arts and um, uh, Sarah Jean uh, Burton who of course taught us yes um, she had moved over to teaching that program and also teaching for the UTM, uh, University of Toronto Theatre Arendelle program. Mm-hmm. And she was she had originally been teaching the ballet, jazz, ballet and jazz. And then she said, you know what, I'm close to retirement. I just want to teach the ballet. Do you want to come and teach the jazz? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was scary because I was like, I don't know. Oh, what do I have to offer? But of course, you know, <laughs> you, you still have lots to offer <laughs> yeah. after being in the business for a good amount of time. Um, and I really loved it. And I, I, I did that on and off for about 10 years whenever I wasn't um, in a show or uh, then starting to direct and choreograph. But I, 
I just loved it. And I really love it. Actually, I think it helped me be a better communicator as a director and a choreographer because you have to explain things differently. Um, and you have to figure out how other people's um, sort of minds work or how, the, how they pick up steps and those kind of things. So it really, teaching really helped my process um, as a communicator. And I, again, I just loved mentoring the students. I loved that so much. For sure. I, I uh, work for a uh, independent theater company at York University. Um, and the kids that come through there, it's, it's, they're so passionate. And um, mine are more raw because obviously at Sheridan Randolph, they're the creme de la creme, the elite, because they're in the program where mine are <laughs> math students and history students. Oh, too. great. But, but their passion is still the same, right? And it's fun to, because they're so young and new and raw, they will bring things that you might not even think of because we've oh, been of in the course. business. And it's so exciting to see I always. That. I always say I learn way more from my students, I think, than I teach, than they teach, like I teach. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, probably not, but you know, yeah. that, that's how I, <laughs> but that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I get so much back from them and it's such a great space to be in. I love, I love it. Yeah. The, working with the kids is, is oh, I can't believe I can say kids. Students. So now I'd love to ask, what has changed? Has anything changed since you graduated? You know, has Sheridan morphed into something different? What is, what is similar? What is dissimilar? From oh, it, it's a completely different program now. Okay. Um, well, first of all, it moved from a diploma to a degree. Yeah. So it's now a four-year program. So there's a lot more academics um, and theory. <laughs> but um, no, it's great. I mean, it's, I think, you know, in our day and age, uh, getting a degree is especially important to a lot of parents. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something. And again, you know, not a very small percentage of each theater school graduate like graduating class in any program across the country you know 10 20 years down the road how many people are still in the business you know so having a degree mm -hmm. i think is um is important for some people um and then also they've just shifted it again so there's a oh. sort of different streaming processes like so the kids can actually again kids students <laughs> can um uh, sort of specialize in certain things as well. So that they, they, oh. it's really changed a lot. Like specialize in, in, in what, for example? Um, like I think in their third or fourth year, they can actually like, I may be interested in being like exploring, being a, a creative team member, or I may explore, um, uh, exploring writing or commercial vocal performance more. Like, mm -hmm. so they, they can actually specialize a little bit more. Very interesting. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that they're able to uh, work on these new shows too. Like oh my the gosh. The yeah. And, and the Canadian like musical theater project oh, is an unbelievable program that Michael Rubinoff started. And, um, yeah, we'll have to get him on your podcast. Um, I, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. He, um, yeah, this incredible opportunity that these students have to work on new shows. It's really great. But didn't we do something like that? Didn't we do the birds? Were you involved in that? I was one? in the birds. Yeah. We okay. did, um, that musical version of Aristophanes, the birds. And I think it was called something different in the studio way back yeah, I then. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like, you know, the studio was a place for exploratory work and yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they've really shifted that focus, um, more on new work, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, I, w I went to the the theater, uh, I guess it was in October, November to see, they were doing uh, a workshop of uh, three shows, um, Grow, uh, Pump Up the Volume, and oh, I forget what the other one was, um, whatever it was. And it was so exciting to see these, these new shows, the, the students working on these new things. And even more exciting, because I got to check out the backstage of the theater and go- It hasn't mm -hmm. changed. 
well, now they have showers. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was that was weird and interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think they had them. They just didn't work when we were there. But. <laughs> like we were stuck over in the middle of nowhere, um, in the G wing in the basement. So yeah. That was, that was fun. So what um what highlights have you uh, experienced in your career? What what are the 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 ones you remember the shows? Oh gosh, there's so many. I mean, I always say because people always ask you, "Oh, what's your favorite show?" and I always say like the one I'm working on because mm-hmm. you know, you you get to when you're actually working on a show, especially as a director and a choreographer, you get to really dive into the material and get to know it. I mean, I think in my performing career there was definitely like playing Belinda and Johnny Belinda in Charlottetown was amazing and being at Stratford. And I think my final season in Stratford was my favorite doing Oklahoma and my one and only just like two totally different shows and um, a great little small part in Oklahoma played Gertie, Gertie Cummings. And then um, my one and only, like, I mean, we had gold LMA flight suits and gold sparkly tap shoes and, you know, it was just (laughs) divine that show. It was so great. That's, that's the one show I could have done for the rest of my life. I think it was just so fun, but um, you know, and as a director choreographer, again, I, I like, I feel like, every show I work on is just because you get to see how brilliant these shows are and in their crafting you really dive into it much more than you do as an actor. And I mean, I remember, you know, I've worked on next to normal and I've worked on Chicago and um, yeah. And and these incredible shows are just getting an appreciation for other shows that sometimes get the short end of the stick, like Mm -hmm. Mamma Mia and Shrek. These are amazing shows and they have such heart and um, I've been very fortunate to work at the Globe Theater a lot in Regina, which is a theater in the round. So, wow. um, you know, you can't mask the story with sets. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to tell that story and you have to tell it as clearly and with as much honesty as possible because you can't hide. There's mm-hmm. nowhere to hide in theater in the round. And I, I, that's been a great gift to me to be able to work in that way because you're forced you're forced as a director to find the truth in every scene. And again, mm-hmm. in something like Shrek, you can, oh, let's have a crazy puppet. I mean, I saw that show on Broadway and Rob and I, my husband and I just sat there going like the money just dripping from that <laughs> stage. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And we were like, kind of like, where's the story amongst all this stuff? Yeah. And so when I actually got to do it and work, like direct it, I was like, this is unreal. Yeah. This is such a good show and it's such a good book. And, um, <laughs> So I, that's been really a gift. And uh, so I, it's so hard. I can't really pick favorites, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, there's been stuff as highlights and things that I'm super proud of. And yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. I, I like that you pointed out that Shrek to spend all that money. I honestly, oh my gosh. if I ever got to direct a show that had a budget and had a theater bigger than a 50 seat theater, <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with the stage or the money. Because like, <laughs> my brain's always like, okay, how do I make this work with nothing? Right, yeah. <laughs> Which I think, I don't know if that's good or bad in the long run. I think um, it's good at the beginning. You know, yeah. I think, you know, especially as Canadians, we're always working on like super small budgets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having opportunities to work on some big shows is really important for us to develop and be able to be international directors and choreographers because everything here is, you know, on crazy small budgets. So, yeah. even the regionals, it's like budget, budget, budget. So, it's, um, yeah, it's wild. It's <laughs> funny. Is there is there a show that you you'd would love to uh, do still or have done or direct? 
Yeah, I have a bucket list for sure. It's really long. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, On the Town is on there and Legally Blonde. That's been, I've been chasing that one for a long time. It never seems to land in my in my corner. Some other people get it, but yeah. that's okay. I love that show. I think it's so, so brilliantly crafted and so smart and so mm -hmm. witty. And I think the message is still so relevant right now. And, um, but yeah, On the Town, that score is just astonishing but um yeah i mean i have I've, the, the list is very long but yeah. you know <laughs> i'm not at the point of like saying no to anything like it's canada so we just keep saying yes oh, yeah. to everything. <laughs> you can't say no so, <laughs> well you say you no just, once you're over right? yeah you just keep saying yes so i and again shows that i never thought i would get to work on i've been able to work on and i i, I love it very cool so considering what's going on in the world today where do you see where do you see musicals going because i know we had our zoom thing with with sheridan and mervish uh productions just said they're not coming back till 2021 uh so where do you where do you think you know we're gonna do with musical theater right now yeah i mean i think it's super challenging and i think um but as we've seen you know in times of trouble throughout history people have always turned to the arts mm -hmm. they've turned it for escapism they've turned it for comfort they've turned to it for so many reasons right and i mean i think all, all the online digital stuff is incredible like you know the new york city ballet and national theater and stratford now is releasing all their their shakespeare plays um but i don't know if you watched the sondheim thing the other night um but uh, of course they had massive technical difficulties at the yes. beginning and yes, started did. like an hour late. Um, <laughs> and I think Judy Kuhn actually like tweeted saying like, this is why live can never be replaced. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're just going to have to wait. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really, I find it really isolating. And I, and, and I, again, there was an article in the New York times that Joel Gray wrote just about how much he's missing having that community. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and just go, going to the theater, right? It's it's a community, it's a communal experience, and yeah. I don't think humans will ever change from that. Again, I think there will be possibilities for digital stuff, but it will never replace sitting in a theater with you know a hundred, four hundred, three thousand people, right? Like it will never replace that. Yep. So I, we're just gonna have to be patient. And it sucks, but you know, <laughs> I, I think it will return, and it will take a while, a, a while for recovery. And sp some theater companies will make it, and some won't yeah. um, through this time. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's important. I think it's well, important. Well, the, it's a say we say, but the nice thing about us having to be self isolated, we found other ways to start working with each other, like the virtual workshops and classes, um, and, and things like that. That we're starting to connect with people all over the world, um, yeah, which is, I mean, which is I, so great. And I think, you know, access to like people mm -hmm. who could never afford a ticket yep. to the New York city ballet can watch it on YouTube right now. <laughs> like that it's unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I kind of look at it. We've taken a step back because of this, but maybe we will eventually realize we're taking two steps forward. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, ho I hope some of the digital access will continue once yeah, we're back in some way. Like even the National Ballet of Canada too, they've been doing these great, like you can take a ballet class with the principal dancers or you can do a cooking session with one of the, <laughs> the corps de ballet members. Like it's it's yeah. really fun and it's it's like that part of it's been really fun. Yeah. And uh, I think they're doing a really great job of keeping, you know, their branding going in that way. And I, I hope actually in a way like maybe 
as even if and when the ballet comes back that they do maybe have once a week or once a month that you still get to take on Instagram live mm -hmm. a class with somebody because it's really fun. It's been really fun to be yeah. in their homes. And like, <laughs> yeah, I took a class yesterday with Heather Ogden and Guillaume Cote and like their kids were having a meltdown and you're like, okay, <laughs> like, well, this is life, right? You know, and yep. it's really, it's really fun. It's it. That's live theater. Kids yep. melt down in the theater. And Absolutely. <laughs> so right. Get used to it. Awesome. And, and I've done a couple of play readings online and, mm -hmm. and again, it's, it's, it always makes me a bit happy and sad yeah. um, because it's not the way we should be doing it, but at least there's a way we can do it right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's at least there's something still to fill our, you know, theatrical souls for lack of a better term. Yeah. So, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Stephanie, and, and, oh, and talking to, to me here. and 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 telling me about you know everything. I haven't caught, caught up with you <laughs> and everybody else. It's been great. Um, but before we go, I always ask three questions of all my guests. Now, there's no right or wrong answers, but there is one wrong answer. <laughs> you know. Okay. So be prepared. Okay. All right. So first question: No context. Weber or Sondheim? Sondheim. And why? I think he can write a lyric that gets to the heart of what you, people are trying to communicate. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, that one has no right or wrong answer. That's more of an opinion. So, <laughs> so but I, you know, Weber, you got to shout out like, you know, worldwide appeal, like, come mm -hmm. on. It's yep. astonishing. Yep. And, and that's why I ask because without context, because they're so completely different and they don't do the same things necessarily. Um, it's, it's kind funny. of a bit apples and oranges. It is. It is completely different, and but that's okay. Yeah. I, I like to hear what people say. So correct answer. I will give you that one. One right. Second question. What musical did you find the most difficult to choreograph due to, you know, style of music or the time period or, or, or whatever it is? Oh, uh, maybe not, not because of time period, but of my own limitations, mm -hmm. uh, would be crazy for you. It was the biggest challenge because <laughs> tap does not come easily to me because <laughs> I'm such a, such a ballet bunhead to start that tap came later in my life, but it was <clears throat> such a good challenge. And mm -hmm. I, I loved it by the end, but it was, it was hard work. Yeah. Yeah, because yes, you're a dancer and a choreographer, but yeah, ballet and tap, I, I don't even know how I got through tap class at school. <laughs> My feet do not do any of those things. I, I applaud anybody who can tap dance. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> but All right, correct answer. <laughs> so now third and most important question of them all, audience members eating food in the theater, yes or no? Absolutely not. <laughs> No, it, it's so distracting. I love the reaction from people. It's just automatic no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's audience. It comes from the word audio, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, and as, you know, as our world has gotten more into, like, we want sound to come to us as opposed to us leaning forward into the sound. Mm -hmm. The more we add distractions, oh, it makes me bonkers. It drives my husband crazy <laughs> because I will literally turn around and, like, grab people's stuff that they're doing like it's just so distracting yeah. and 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 what i think drives me more crazy is the other people have no awareness of 
what how how distracting they're being yeah. and and disrespectful to other audience members so that's what, yeah absolutely not yeah i i understand why theaters are doing it money wise but uh just come on two hours <laughs> two hours of your life you can oh, just and not don't eat. even get me started on phones yeah oh yeah <laughs> Uh, maybe one day we'll figure it out and be able to block <laughs> food and phones from the theater. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> unfortunately, I think it's going in the opposite direction. Yeah, it oh. is. But oh, well. as long as people are, disp- are respectful, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just like, please exactly. tweet, a f- tweet and Instagram photos at the beginning. Go for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's get more publicity for these shows. Mm-hmm. But you don't need your phone on. You're, I'm sure unless you are curing cancer in that moment. <laughs> I think exactly. your phone can be off for 45 minute act one. Like literally, yep. like it's, I don't understand, but know. you know. We'll never understand. No, uh, I wish. Exactly. <laughs> at least Elizabethan times, you know, they had other problems, but at least it wasn't the cell phone. So <laughs> exactly. I will take those any day. Again, thank you. That was three correct answers. Woohoo! Yay. Nice. So again, thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on and um, talking to me. Oh, is there anything you want to plug? Because I know you're doing some... Uh, jazz what is it theater jazz yeah i i teach um well normally uh i'm the coordinator of theater jazz at metro movement and i teach and i guess and um metro movement is a drop-in dance studio in toronto and uh every friday at 12 30 we have a class and normally when the studios open we um have a rotating roster of professional choreographers that teach the class so the participants can meet these choreographers outside of an audition room which i think is really important and vice versa the choreographers get to meet these dancers and performers outside of an audition room because there's no job at stake in that moment so i Mm. think it's really a great exchange of ideas and it's a really amazing class and um but right now we're doing them online uh so the toronto online dance collective um if you're interested you can sign up online and we're doing zoom classes and it's not quite the same, but at least we're finding ways to connect with our community, which again is really important in this time. That is very cool. Very cool that people have the opportunity to go do that and and participate. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for coming on, talking to us, catching up and uh, good luck and break a leg with everything in the future. And Thanks, safe. No problem. All right. That was Stephanie Graham here on Be Our Guest. Tune in next week as we talk to another guest or guests about their life, love, and passion. That is musical theater. I am your host, John Paul Yovanoff, as always. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.